grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. So I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in trouble and reminisce about old stories. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with friends and reminisce about the good old days, crazy stories. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Mr. Gio Perez. Yeah. What's up? What's good? What's good? What's hey, up, hey. man? Yeah, I'm over here making friends with your dog. Yeah, you know Maya. I mean? She's a very popular mainstay on the show. I'm going to make sure she really like gets my scent so when I break in here, she doesn't <laughs> attack me when you're gone. That's what I was telling you. I was like, I made a shopping list. They wouldn't let us bring our guns, but we got to bring our dog. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool dog, man. It's a beautiful dog. It scared the shit out of me at first. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Its, it's bark does. was a little vicious. Yeah, she's, she's pretty loud. But plug everything up front because I don't want to forget. You have a huge show coming up at the stand. Plug everything. What do you uh, got going on? All right, I got two shows coming. We have uh, January 18th, which is next Tuesday. That's at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock. We'll just say 8 o'clock. Get there early. <laughs> 8.30. Doors at 8. Show Doors at 8, yeah. Doors at 8. Go there early. Drink. The staff's amazing. The food's great. That's at the stand? That's at the stand. Uh, that's in the upstairs room. Uh, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, we're doing the main room. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we brought on uh, uh, another one of our boys uh, who's going to help us uh, produce and host. He's a great host. Shout out to my boy, uh, Pandarin, Pat Barry. What's up, guy, Pat? Patty B. Uh, that's going to be at the stand as well. That's, that's 23 and one. That's 23 and one. That's going to be downstairs. Uh, we got an amazing lineup. Um, well, I, I don't, I, it's not complete yet, so I don't want to drop the lineup. Yeah, but don't do that, yeah. So far I got, uh, I got some great comics. Um, what else? We got the podcast on the gate, which is also me and Derek. Pat is also a third mic and Leo, uh, Kerfressi, Serfressi. He's, uh, he's, I always fuck up his eyes. Leo C. He's our, he's our. <laughs> There are like third mic and shit. We are the rotating third mics. Okay, uh, yeah, because we had Derek on. We talked about the twenty three and one and the on the gate, and that's yeah. your his partner in crime when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are those are. Uh, yeah, yeah, as soon as I like, you know, it's funny because I met Derek. The the way I met Derek was crazy. Like I wasn't really supposed to meet him, but the fact that I just drove to the spot instead of walking with them, I got into the place, and. Uh, I was doing uh, Joey Bats, right? You know, yeah. that outdoor space. Uh, Jared when was had, this? This was uh, this was uh, last February. No, okay. last January. This is almost a year ago. Holy shit, okay. this is a year ago. Um, we was at Joey Bats, and I was doing Jared Show's Mama's Boy, and uh, he was uh, he had told me he's like, "Yo, I'm going to this other show around the corner." Um, Derek told you this? No, no, no. This is before I met Derek. Oh, okay. This is Jared yeah. Shorts. Jay, he was okay. Shorts. I always fuck up his last name too. But um, 
By the way, I'm just going to say this now. I fuck up everybody's name. Yeah, don't take it's it personal. Just, yeah, don't take it personal. I've been calling people the wrong shit, my friends, and they always call me out cousins that I've known my whole life. I just, <laughs> I just, I, I think it's just my brain hears it a certain way, and I think I'm pronouncing it how everybody else is, but it's, it's sounding different. Yeah, like people when they got a thick accent or something. Yeah, like, I, I'm like, trying to say it the right way. Yeah, like, like, like Moneybag, uh, Moneybag Yo had one like that where he was like, uh, I forgot what they was trying to get him to say. He's like, Pruno, Pruno. He's like, say something. And it was just, he couldn't pronounce it. But anyways, uh, so uh, Jerry Shorts, he's like, yo. Um, and another comic before that was, he was on the show. I'm like, yo, where you going? He goes like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm like, you went to another show? He's like, uh, uh, kind of. It's, I got to It's, yeah, but no. Okay. Like he did, he was like mad, like mysterious about it. And he left. And then Jerry was like, yo, I'm going to the show around the corner. And I was like, all right, I'm going to grab my car and park over there. So they went ahead of time. And when I pull up front, all the comics that walked with him were all outside. Yeah. And um, I think, like, you know, there was, nobody was paying attention to me. And I just walked in. I walked upstairs. And as soon as I got upstairs, I saw people. I saw uh, the comic. I think it was uh, I think it was Tory. Tory Huggins. I okay. see him. And, and he was like, I look at him I'm like, oh, this is what you was hiding. Another fucking show. Yeah. And it was a gym that was uh, a jail. Like, I, the first thing I saw was fucking jail bars. Um, I'm looking at all these fucking newspaper articles about uh, this ex-convict that, um, you know, um, started this gym with jail workouts. It was like a bunch of articles, and there was like jail facts everywhere. Yeah. And I just saw con bodies. So okay. Like, oh, this shit is dope. And as soon as I got there, I recognized a bunch of comics that I knew, so I'm just like talking to everybody. And me, I'm like, oh, yo, who produces it? You know, who's this? And then, you know, they they, they uh, pointed at this little guy. I saw this little guy, and he was just standing at about four foot three. So this old little short guy. I'm like, who, who's that? Oh, that's, you know, that's Derek. I, you know, <laughs> I saw this midget. I was like, oh, shit, this guy. <laughs> this little guy. So I walked up to him, you know, and I kneeled down. And I'm like, hey, you produce the show? <laughs> nah, but uh, we ended up um, talking, and then... Uh, they were like, oh, yeah, the owner's Dominican. So I'm talking to, the, I talked to him first. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, what's up, what's going on? Uh, Dominican, de lo mio, all that shit, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, yeah, you know, the. Uh, he's like, I'm not the comedian, I'm the owner. He's like, yo, talk to that guy. And then I go talk to Derek. But I I wasn't, like, asking about, like, yo, can I get up? Because yeah. I never go to a show and ask to get up the yeah, first never time. Never. Either, he, yeah. I've been to a show millions of times and never asked to go up. Yeah. But, um... Like that day, I just wanted to just like talk. Cause I'm like, yo, this is dope. Like this little fucking area. To the combat thing, yeah. So then uh, the show's over and we're talking. And he goes like, oh, why don't you tell me you're a comic? I would have threw you up. I'm like, nah, I never asked the first time ever. And um, but he's like, yo, I'll get you on the next month. And I was like, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, whatever. And then I come back a month later. I do the show. It was fun. And then we just clicked after that. He's like, yeah. hey, man, you want to run a show here? And I was like, uh, I'll run a mic at first, and and then I'll do a show, and it just became that. It was so. Just, was that was that how the twenty three and one show started? No, but that was convict comedy. Okay, right, that was convict comedy. But he was doing his own thing there for yeah. like I think about four months by then. But he was still doing it, right? So he had his show that was on a Tuesday. I had mine that was like on a Saturday, um, and I did it a few times, and then it just got to the point. And then uh, Jared also did a show there, Mama's Boy. He he did a few of them there, because uh, they had like three different spots. You could do it in the gym, then there was like this spot upstairs that um, 
was like this big empty hall, but I heard there was kind of like an echo in there. Yeah, like a reverb that just made. Yeah, it sound you get tall bad. ceilings in yeah. a big hall. Yeah, yeah, and then they had the rooftop, which they did during the pandemic, but people called the cops, so that was oh got shit, quick, yeah. Something uh, everyone in that institution is used to. Yeah, and then he heard that once. He was like, "Yo, cops!" He was like, "Yo, that's it, no more." Uh, but he convinced them to keep doing it indoors if they kept it, you know, low key. Um, but then he just kind of got tired. The owner got tired of the bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. But that's how you originally met Derek. Yeah, because you guys have spawned like a whole thing now with the twenty three and one, and then the on the gate podcast and everything. And it's something I really enjoy and appreciate as someone who's been arrested eight times. And I talk about it on stage and being in jail, but it's, it's funny. Cause you meet some comics and they're like, like I'll have them on the show and they're like, well, I've never really gotten into any kind of trouble. I've never really, I'm like, live your life, man. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And then I meet other people like you and Derek and stuff. And it's like, Oh, like I was talking to Derek at the stand one night and I was like, yeah, man. So I was a trustee and I was at a substation and everyone got pissed. Like I got jumped my first day and he goes, Oh, cause you took someone else's job. Like he boom instantly got it. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking back and forth and there's like two other comics in with us. And like, the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah. Like what's a trustee? What's a substation? Like, and so it was, it's interesting how you guys have turned some things that have happened in your past into this whole, not empire, but this whole yeah. thing moving yeah. forward between yeah. podcasts and shows and everything like that. So how did you, because you're from New York, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and how did you get into, like, stand-up? Like, take me back to, like, how did you, because Derek told the story about how he got into it, which was, he was talking to somebody, he ended up on their podcast, and the next thing you know, everything's kind of rolling. Yeah. What, what was your kind of path to getting into stand-up? Because that's an interesting, to go from getting in trouble, doing pills, getting in fights, to all of a sudden now you're on stage doing stand-up. Yeah, um, well, I just came home. I did like two uh, county bullets. It was like a year. Yeah. So I did two years in county. I've never been to prison. Derek's been to prison. I've been. I just been to jail. Like yeah, me a total too. four years. But the last one I did two years. And when I came home, my family's like, "Yo, um, my aunt offered me to move to Alabama, just get out of New York. You know, what I mean, get out of the fucking cycle I was in." And when I was down there, as soon as I went down there, my cousin's like, "Yo, I want to start doing comedy." And by then, I was already hearing podcasts and stories from, like, Bill Burr. Yeah. And then it became, in my mind, I was like, oh, wait, they sucked at first and they got better. Okay. I'm like, I'm not that funny. Maybe I'll get funnier if I keep doing it. And I'm like, you know, I've made people laugh enough where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm funny. Yeah. So, and then I, when I was in jail, too, I was like, yo, I've made fucking, I've made people laugh in, like, all types of situations, all type of people laugh. And I was like, so maybe let me try this shit. And then my cousin's like, yo, I got a bunch of jokes written. Now you write jokes and we'll go do an open mic together. Okay, this is where in Alabama? This is uh, central Alabama, Coleman. Okay. Coleman, fucking the, one of the most racist counties down there. <laughs> All right. It's famously racist. Is I it? had a joke about it, yeah, while I was down there. And, uh, like, literally as soon as I said I was from Coleman, everybody's like, oh, God damn, like, depending on white or black. But uh, when I moved down there, my, this was, like, the end of 2016, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write stuff. So I spent the whole 2017 saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah next month, next month, next month. Okay. They, almost like literally the, up until November, I got invited to this comedy club down there, Stardome, for our birth, for our, like me and this bartender had the same birthday. So my friend was like, yo, we're all going to go to comedy club. Come celebrate it with us. Okay. It's your birthday too. Come through. She's like, she loves you. Like she thinks you're hilarious. She's like, yo. Let's and you hadn't been doing comedy. comedy at all at this no, point. No, I haven't tried it. Nothing. Not even open mic. 
Uh, so this is like the end. This is like literally on the birthday, my birthday of 2017. Okay. So I go up there and then I see this like this short dude come up and he's doing like these short jokes and uh, it's stuff that I'm like, holy shit, I think of stuff like that. Like I'm not, like I, I don't have all these big bits, but I have little things like that. Like yeah, little, like one-liner like one kind of things. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, maybe this shit is easier. And then I saw this other dude who came out and it turned out later on he was Ricky Smiley's son. Okay. Uh, Brandon Smiley. But I talked to both of them, and both of them were like, yo, yeah, uh, yeah, if you want to get into Kanye, just start. The one guy uh, I had already asked, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to do this open mic at this club, but they haven't responded. He's like, yo, just keep emailing them. Yeah. So then I like emailed the guy like th- almost like twice in one week, and he finally got back to me. He's like, yo, we're already done with this cycle. I'm going to hit you back uh in the beginning of the year. So, so this 2018. Yeah, so 2018. But this is before I knew, like, you can go to bars and different spots. You can go on yeah. Facebook and find shit. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I could find was this fucking... Uh, well, because you had no idea. You were... Yeah. yeah. And I thought that's how you did it. You went through the clubs. Like, yeah. You went, like, you know, the farm system. And that makes sense, system. yeah. Like, I wasn't thinking bars, like, none of that shit. I ne- that never crossed my mind. So then um, I go look for... Um, Oh, so the guy finally emails me back with a date, and then he sends me this whole email, like this fucking long professional shit. He goes like, uh, yeah, this is not your regular open mic. Like, you bring your A-game shit to this. And I'm just like, oh, uh-uh. fuck. <laughs> I, was, I never did this shit before. I don't got a B-game. I don't got a yeah, C-game. Yeah, who am I, A-game? Nothing. So I went on fucking deep hunt on the internet, and I found this spot in Birmingham. And I emailed them, so they never got back to me. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to show up there. It's like a 45-minute drive. I'm like, I'll just drive out there. So I drive out there. It's going on, but they had like 32 comics. Damn. There's like no way they was going to throw me up. But uh, I think uh, I heard him say, he's like, yeah, I'm recording my album this week. So I just went to his album recording and sat through both the shows. Bought the tickets, sat through both the shows. And then he goes like, uh, at the end, he's like, hey, man, thanks for sitting through. He's like, I'll throw you, come through Monday, I'll throw you up. Okay. So I, and that was the Monday before I was going to go to Yeah, so uh, you would at club. least get on stage one time to kind of feel it out. Yeah. yeah. So I end up doing it. And again, he put me up like second to last. So I was like 31st. Jesus. And by the time I got up, it was the two hosts. One guy that was there from Mississippi. uh, Maybe like two random people. And then the owner and the bartender. And How'd you do? I got got, uh, like three laughs. Because I had like three little one-liners written out. But that had like big build-ups. Yeah. You know? And then I had like two religious jokes. That I had at the end that I thought it would be my killer. Like, yeah. It's shit I said on, on Snapchat and I got a bunch of reactions. And then, because uh, I used to just write down these ideas and just say them on Snapchat. Okay. So I just went through those notes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's Let me like, see what I, I can That's actually use. a smart way to do it. I never yeah. thought about doing that. One of my one of my good jokes that I still kind of use as a closer sometimes was a Snapchat that I, ne- that I didn't write down or remember, but uh, this kid from Alabama... When he found out I was doing comedy, I was about to start. He goes like, yo, why don't you do that one about your daughter with Santa? And I was like. You like, remember? And, then, and, and I kind of, I was like, wait, wait. And he explained. And I was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, let me do that. 
And I was that was like my best. So joke you did a lot of your early writing on Snap. Like you would try it out on Snapchat, yeah. and then when yeah. it would get a react, because yeah. I know comics that do that. With, I'm, only, uh, I'm only using one of them now. No, yeah, <laughs> obviously, but I know comics who will do that uh, with Twitter and Facebook. Like they'll yeah. throw something up, mm-hmm. and if it gets a big reaction, they're like, "Oh, this is funnier than I thought it was. I'm gonna try this on stage." Mark does that. Mark does that. I've seen. I've seen a bunch of people do that. I'll see it on their Twitter first. Yeah. Well, I'll see it on the Inst- I'll see a screenshot of their Twitter on their Instagram. Yeah. And then next time I know I hear him on stage, do it live, like in person. And then like a month or two later, you see him post a reel about it. Yeah. With a, and you're like, wait a second. I saw the birth of that all the yeah. way through the end. I love that. So that's that, my favorite thing about yeah. joke writing. I've oh, seen that's it build into something else. It's yeah. Like it's finding it, little puzzles and pieces and adding on to it. It's funny you say that because I, Savannah and I, friend of the show, my girlfriend, she's been on before. But I, I tweeted this, and I'm trying to turn it into a joke now like we were just talking about. But she just got done reading that uh, Judd Apatow book where he interviews a bunch of different comics. Right. So last night, we went out, had like a date night. We're at home just watching TV. She pauses what we're watching, and I get up to go to the bathroom, and she goes, Hey, you really should be writing more. And I stopped, and I was like, Excuse me? And it kind of turned into this fight. But she's like, I'm reading all these interviews with all these comics in a Judd Apatow book, and they talk about like... Oh, if something doesn't work after you try it a couple times, throw it away. And I go, no, 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 no. You work it out until you fix it. Like, if you think it's funny, it's funny. And then you work it out until Mm -hmm. the crowd thinks it's funny. And I found myself having an argument with someone who's never done stand-up before. And I was like, what are we even talking about? I was like, I've been doing this since 2009. You read half of a book. And now you're trying to tell me? But it was just so funny because what we're talking about and then there are other comics who think like, oh, no, you try it once or twice. If it doesn't work, you throw it away. Like there's so many different schools of thought about how to do the joke writing process. Yeah. So I love it because like you were saying, it's you it's like watching a child grow mm-hmm. like from a tweet or like something you just throw out. And then a couple of people laugh and you go, oh, maybe there's something here. Yeah. And then you build on it. You work on it. You throw stuff away. You add stuff to it. And then next thing you know, you're closing with it. And you're like, yeah. oh, this is really turned into something. Mm-hmm. Which is probably, like you said, one of my favorite parts about comedy in general. Yeah. So yeah. you're at, you do the mic on Monday, you get three three laughs. How did the religious jokes play? Oh, they bombed completely. <laughs> bombed completely, which was a good thing because I dropped those two and then wrote this whole intro of how, why I moved to Alabama. Yeah. Which bombed. And <laughs> it, 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 I think I said legally retarded was one of the things I said in it, which I didn't like. That area was kind of like, you know, retard, uh, faggot. Like, those words were kind of, you could say. Because, like, even at that place, they were like, you can't say fuck at these competitions, at that yeah. open mic for the club. You can't say fuck, cunt, uh, goddamn, and and you can't say nigga. Not even if you're black. Okay. You can't say it at all. Like, you just can't say the word at all. Unless you're on the main stage or, you know, a regular yeah. or whatever. But, like, if you're in an open mic, you're, you're, these are the rules. Groom, yeah. Those are the rules. You can't use them. Um, so, uh, so I go, I, I do this whole intro. It fucking bombs. But I'm like, all right, let me get into these three jokes now. You're and like, I got ready. into I got it. it. Yeah. And then, like, it, it, it worked. But then the thing was, like, I got good laughs, but there was this guy that I would, like, we couldn't sit in a room. We had to kind of be backstage. Okay. And it was in a small room there. It was, like, a small room with, like, 70 people and then, like, the main room of the club 
uh, holds like 420. Damn. Yeah, it's big. And it has like stadiums. Like It's like a big floor. And then it has like stadium seatings in the back, like theater seating. And and then like a box up top with more tables. Damn. And then tables all along the side in the back. Yeah, it's fucking it's it's insane. This is Stardom, right? Stardom in Birmingham. Yeah. So um, we have to sit in the back area, so you can't really hear them unless you go into like the audio booth or go out there. And it's two packs. So I'm like, all right, let me just put my ear to the door. So you can only really hear laughter. And there was one guy. He was just killing. Like, yeah. Was just laugh after laugh after laugh, and. When I saw he had, uh, I went outside. We all went and sat there when they were calling all the, the, the winners and shit. I go sit outside. And as soon as I saw him get uh, uh, second place, whatever, right? Because only one winner goes to the main stage. Okay. To compete to get into the club. Okay. So once I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm, there's no way I got You it. saw him get second. And you're like, oh, this yeah, is, this is, it. This is, this is it. over. This is over. And then next time I know he <laughs> It was fun for the two shows I had. Yeah, I was like, it was great. It was great. And then the guy's like, this guy, I've never seen him before. This is his first time here. And he says my name. I was just like, my heart. And I don't know why. Son told me, like, yo, let me record this. And I recorded it on my phone. Like, I recorded my face. And you see my chest. Like, like once he said I never saw this guy before here, my heart was just like... And he said my name. I was like, hold. And I felt like I just took a bump of coke after that. You shit. won? Yeah, I won. What? Get yeah, the fuck I, out I, of here. Yeah. The guy. Dude, that's the, awesome. The guy who won second uh, basically was just a bunch of Bernie Mac jokes. Okay. So originality was a big part of it. So Okay. So it wasn't judged by the audience. It was judged no, by the audience. No. Okay. So it wasn't like it, a reaction. They had a judge. Thing. They had a judge that they don't tell who it is. The judge sits in the back. Damn. So you don't pander to him. So you, I, dude, I was right there with you on this story. I was like, man. fuck, man. If, yeah. you, if that guy got second, you probably, like, they'll give you, like, a handshake and a can, you know, thanks for coming out. Yeah. So that was, like, 70 people. And then. And this is 2018. This is 2018. The, the day, this is, uh, the first one I remember the dates was February. 19th and then that one was the 23rd okay that sunday because oh i met comics that night and then one of them he was from uh huntsville alabama which was about like hour and a half north uh the nassau museum and all that shit up there yeah he goes like yo there's a comedy club up there um and they have a mic on sunday um he's like yo come through so then my cousin, who was supposed to start with me, right, he didn't start, he didn't do those two shows. Okay. Right? Had he started because you kept telling him next month, next month, had he, had no. he started yet? Nope. He was waiting for me. Okay. But then I, I, after all that, I went up that first time, I told him to come. He was like, no, nah, I'm not coming. He's like, I'm not going to make it to this one. I work. He made some excuse. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, let's go to this one. Pick the date. He goes like, nah, I don't. He's like, I'll do the one. Okay, next so month. he's not. Yeah. He's so then not. he's now he's now procrastinating. He's next month. Yeah. Next month. Yeah. So then we go and do. Um, we go and do uh, that mic, and he actually comes to that one. He lives in that town. Okay. Um, so we go to that, and it's a bucket list. So you only get three minutes, um, and they'll cut your mic at like three three minutes and ten seconds. Damn, so they're not playing around. Yeah. They, they'll, they'll cut your mic and put the music up on you. Um, and uh, so my cousin and the kid that told me about it uh, is actually, uh, they actually knew each other from work. Okay. Because my cousin was like, oh, yo, my boy does comedy at work. He goes like, he's on that show. So then. So it was kind of everybody. You yeah. guys knew each other. Yeah. So that was also a cool thing. Like, because he had mentioned him. He's like, yeah, my coworker, he's security. He does comedy. And then as soon as I told him I did the show, he's like, yo, remember that guy I told you? He's on that show. Oh, and shit. And uh, the guy was just going around. He was like, yo, uh, are you in? He was going to ask him like random people. 
And I was like, yo, I'm like, yo, I'm Andy's cousin. And then me and him started talking and we just kind of like hit it off and we were just like friends for like the first like seven months. So how long did you stay in Alabama doing comedy? Oh shit, like a year and a half. Okay, so then you just recently moved back to New York. Yeah, I came like right before the pandemic. I was here for maybe like six months. This, this, actually, the summer I moved uh, June of 2019. Okay, and then the fucking pandemic happened like less than a year later. Yeah. So when you um, so you, when you're in Alabama, that's crazy to think that you started in Alabama because I yeah. see you as a New York guy, yeah. and so it's weird to be like, no, I started in Alabama. Yeah, man, I started in a small pond, which is actually good because yeah, you know, same way I started, same way a lot of people who've been on here. Maddie Weiner, we just had on this last week. She same yeah, thing. She's she hilarious. Started, yeah, she's so funny. She. Started in uh, North Carolina, Carolina then yeah. Chicago, then New York. Yeah. And it's good because I've, I've had comics on who just started, like, moved to New York for comedy, and they started in New York. Yeah. And to me, that's insane because mm-hmm. it's like you have no bearing on – because you're seeing – if you go out to, like, the clubs, you're seeing some of the best comics in the world. Yeah. So you have no bearing on, like, what is actually, you know, like – Possible. Yeah, yeah. That, thank you. Yeah, because it's like, well, I can't do – I mean, I've been doing comedy since 09. It still happens. Like, I went to a show that Soder was on, and he went up, and, like, because he's been touring and stuff, and he got up and just, like, destroyed. And I was like, this, like, I, I'm never going to be there. Like, yeah, what am yeah, I yeah. doing? Yeah. And if I didn't have the foundation that I had that I got at a smaller, in a smaller area, I would just be like, nah, fuck this. I'm going back to Florida. But because, mm-hmm. you know, like you developed jokes, you kind of had a base, and then when you got back up here, you're like, ah, I can, I can hang a little bit. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So when did you um? I want to get into some of the stories that you sent me because some of them are are pretty insane. Yeah, they're all crazy. But um, those are the ones I can remember too. Yeah. When did so? How do I want to word this? So you you started doing comedy uh, through your cousin. You guys kind of talked about it, and then you just kind of got into it. And now. This is like your thing. Like, is mm-hmm. the, do you consider yourself? Because I say it all the time, and I don't mean any offense by this, but I say all the time that there's people who do comedy, and then there's comedians. Yeah. So you would consider yourself a comedian. Like, this is your life is doing comedy. Yeah, not not. It's not my. It's not my uh, livelihood. Yeah, but but it is my my passion in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's yeah. My passion. whole life revolves around this right now. Yeah, and so yeah, because I'm the same way. Where it's like I've had a lot of people tell me like, do not quit your job because i have a really good job serving and they're like until you're so busy with comedy don't ever quit yeah but that doesn't take away from the fact that you're a comedian like mm-hmm. you do comedy yeah um so when did you make that like mental decision was it when you were in alabama like what because you've like you said before you'd gotten in some trouble you've been in and out yeah um when did you decide like enough is enough was it your daughter being born was it just kind of like how everything was shaken out was it your family pushing you or was it a decision that you kind of made on your own to go to alabama to get away from everything well i think it was uh going to alabama came from like because when i came home from from the bid i did two years but before i went in me and my daughter's mother were having it we were already having problems we had broken up okay and uh during like a grace period i had we tried to work it out before I sentenced and, you know, and did the rest of the time. Yeah. But, you know, I was, it was like more than a year I was gone and we was already on shaky terms. I got in trouble again. So she ended up being, ended up with somebody else while okay. I was, uh, while I was locked up. And, uh, you know, they got, you know, they stayed together. At least like if she cheated on me in jail while I was in jail, like at least she ended up with the dude. Yeah. Instead of just like, 
You know what I mean? Like now I gotta do oh, like, it. Fucking dirty bitch. It's like, like a sports thing. Like yeah. if you lose, at least they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, like at yeah, least, yeah. gave her the ring and everything. Had yeah. another kid. You know what I mean? He treated her right. He was good to her. My daughter never complained about him. At first, it bothered me. I hated him, but uh, like, that's natural. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. I mean. but like my, I still, de- yeah, I, still, my, my ex- I don't want to hate him that way. He died. Yeah. He died last year. Oh he had a shit! Heart yeah. Oh my god! I'm sorry to hear crazy. that. Yeah, that shit fucked me up. Cause my daughter was like, you know what I mean? Like he was already in my daughter's life for like five years by then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as I think it's almost. She was like three. She was like three years old when they started dating. So it was like. As long as she remembered, he's been around. Yeah. I think they moved in together when she was like four. So basically like more than half her life, like this he guy's been, been there, around. Yeah. And like I said, he was a good dude. So yeah. um, so like, you know, it, it fucked her up and shit. Was there and any it, part of you that was like... A little, but not that much. Not that much though, because no, like I by know, then, by then it was like, yo, you know what? If she didn't have him... She probably, you know what I mean? I probably wouldn't be able to do comedy that I wanted to. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she'd probably be, you know, bitter or whatever, or like, you know, she'd no, probably I make understand, my life but there's hell. that. So I mean, she was happy and she left me the fuck alone because yeah. she was busy with him. She had her So I just did my on. comedy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she wasn't stressing me for shit. Like, I get, you know what I mean? She's just like, all right, give me this much a month. Uh, and we agreed on that. We never had to go to court. Okay. There's never no visitation issues. Like, obviously, she, she, like, holidays, she got all the holidays. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, whatever. Well, there's yeah. a part of my brain, the like, the dark comic that's, like, you, you yeah, know what I mean? Course. Like, you got to yeah. be, like. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, but people ask that's me. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but, like, like maybe maybe if there was no kids involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, no, if, if there was no kids involved, yeah. then I'd be, like, ah, oh, man, you know, I'd probably, I was, like. Making jokes about yeah, it on stage. Huh. I would not. Dude, I did have a joke. <laughs> But not like making fun of him, you know. What no, I mean? absolutely, I mean, yeah. dead person, you know. God, but uh, yeah, that'd be fucked up, you know. But so, yeah, like my it, it it you know that that kind of you know it still fucks me up, you know, because I feel like it's going to get to a point where, like you know, she's raising two daughters by herself, basically no, yeah. by herself, and it's just like, all right, what she's what's gonna look for baby daddy number three now? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's it's crazy. But it's that crazy. was uh. <laughs> That was, that's what you get. Uh, I wanted to bring up some of this stuff that you had sent me. You sent me a list, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um. So you seem to be a bit of a fighter from the list that you sent me. Yeah, is well, that a short temper or is that? Um. Some of those, yeah, sometimes it's short temper. Sometimes it's like um, I see somebody that I, you know, one of my friends getting into something. It's like, all right, I'm, you know, I got their back. Yeah. You know, um, well, because, yeah, that's the that's the one thing about it is that sometimes it's just pride. People get in trouble. I've been in, you know, I've been in different cells with people. And, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, aggravated assault, assault and battery, stuff like that. And it's always a different story as to how it happened. So whenever I because your list was a lot of fights and stuff. So I was thinking about it because I know I've talked about it on the show before. But in high school, I was always bullied, always got the shit kicked out of me and like didn't know how to like assimilate like and like be one of the guys. So when I got to college, I was like, I'm not taking any shit. And that was like my mantra. So like the very like the second day of school, one of the linebackers like basically was being aggressive. And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'll fight you right now, which is something I had never done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw how easy it is yeah. to just get into random fight. Like, if you have a little bit of pride about yourself, yeah. you could get into fights all the time. And we see it in New York constantly. Like, someone mm-hmm. bumps into you. Like, if this is 
the South, especially, you know, from Alabama, people be like, the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, it's a little less aggressive down there because everybody got guns. Yeah, that's true, too. So people are not on that macho shit like, you know. I, I guess it does happen more up here is people people will step to you a lot quicker because yeah. they know you're not for the most part nobody they, carries anything around mm-hmm. here and they're all psychos here and there's yeah. a lot of aggression so there's so much aggression so sometimes it's not even like somebody like a tough guy it's just somebody just had a bad day yeah and then you were that one thing that fucking made it spill over yeah so, and that's what happens in jail people are like oh do fights happen in jail I'm like yeah that's normal that's like, every it's day it's going to happen yeah it's a normal reaction when you lock people away from their families you give them shitty food shitty living conditions and it's almost like yeah well you know what you're on your own yeah like, the inmates run the dorm you know what i mean the the, the, the oh, guards exactly are just there yeah. just to make sure that you're not fucking you know what i mean going too far yeah to where and 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 there's some jails like if it was for lawsuits a lot of people would be fucking dying left and right in jail for was it for lawsuits yeah because they that, don't care people have died left and right and it's just like oh whatever it's yeah because i saw that when um when I first got into Palm Beach County, this is the story I was talking to Derek about. Like, right when I walked in, they were like, TV room. And I was like, what? I just got here. Like, how the fuck? And it was because they all knew that I was taking the other dude's job because he was on furlough because his mom passed uh, away. So they needed someone to fill the job. It was a sweet gig, the yeah. job, because it's at a substation. So I get to leave the jail every day, be outside. Uh, and like, so as soon as I walked in, they're like, TV room. And I was like, what? And I'm like looking at the guard like, you gonna like what's like? Are you gonna do it? And he's just sitting there watching TV. He's like, "All right, yeah. see you later." And I was like, "The fuck's happening?" But that's just the that's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. So when you got into, let's talk about. I want to talk about this first one, where um, you uh, you stabbed a guy. You almost stabbed a guy for taking your seat at the Dark Knight. Oh yeah. <laughs> So this would have been what? When did that come out? Like two thousand eight. That was like nine? probably like a few, like a day before the fucking shooting. And oh, really? In Aurora? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's when it came out. The the, the movie theater was busy. And yeah, because that movie was like yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. Um, so we went to uh, we went to the movie theater. It was like a big group of us. This is in New York. Yeah, this is in yeah, this is in New York. Okay. I don't want to say specifically. No, where, yeah, yeah. But, it's in the yeah. New York area, tri-state yeah. area. So then uh, I had to hold seats, right? And I remember, like, um, some of my cousins were standing on this line. I'm like, yo, you don't have to stand. Yo, just come help me hold these seats. Like, you yeah. guys want me to hold these seats by myself. I can't do it. Yeah, because this is back before uh, the assigned seating and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, before the assigned seating shit. And I'm like, yo, we're trying to get everything in the same row. So when I spread out. So I run up in there. I run up in there. I throw my jacket on one side. And then I go sit on the other side. And then I'm holding a seat and like literally my people walking in and the guy just takes my, grabs my coat and moves it one seat over. Goes like, like kind of just tosses it over. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I'm like, yo, my man, I'm like, that's my seat. Like you, that seat is taken already. And he just sat down and ignored me. Oh shit. So then uh, I just walked over there and by then everybody had came up, everybody sat down. I'm like, yo, look, you're in my seat. And he's just standing. It's like a big dude. He's just standing there like this, like ignoring me. So I literally just smacked all the food out of his hand. I went, boom. Did you really? I, yeah. I got up. As soon as he got up, I took my switchblade out. And I said, what's up? What do you want to do? <laughs> and oh then I'm like, go Shut ahead. Up. I'm like, go And he just looked at me. And then I was like, yeah, you fucking fat. And I just started cursing at him. I was like, yeah, go. And then him and the kid that he, went, he was there with, he was like, uh, he, this guy looked like he was probably like in his, he had to be maybe like late 30s. And he was probably with a kid like in his mid-20s. So as soon as he does that, because I'm pissed off the way yeah. I kick, because he just grabbed my jacket and threw it over, and he was just sitting there ignoring me. 
And then as soon as I smacked the popcorn and he got up, I just kind of flipped the blade. I was like, boom. And he was just like this. He goes, he looks at the blade and then he just walks out. So then I just take the seat and I thought about it. I was like, fuck, he's going to probably come back with management. Management, the police, yeah. all sorts of shit. So then I walk out. So I said, like, fuck it. I just walked towards the exit right there and I just stood there and I was just like, all right, I'm going to stay back here. If I see them walk back, if I see them walk back in with people, I'm just going to leave. Had you gotten into any kind of trouble at this point? Like, oh, like, hell yeah. I okay. Was, yeah, because this was, yeah. I mean, my first arrest, I was 16 and this was like in my 20s already, like okay. early 20s. So and, you knew, like, I can't, I'm not going down for this. Oh, yeah. Like, I know this is a charge. I got threatened somebody with a knife. This is yeah. not, yeah. I'm, I'm, not I'm ending like up a, in handcuffs. Yeah. I'm yeah. Up and in that's handcuffs. not a throwaway charge either. Yeah, like, you pulled a yeah, knife. Yeah, so yeah. that's like. Yeah, I threatened a man's life. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I was just like, I, I actually done that too. <laughs> so, so that, you know, everybody, you know, they watched the movie, whatever. I left. I just, I just hopped in the car and left. I just bounced around. Oh, so uh, you didn't, you, the manager no. never came, but you just left anyway? Oh, yeah, I left. No, they came, cops came, everybody oh, came. Oh, so he really did go down and tell management. They, they, my, my family lied about my name. Like, oh, oh, shit. That's blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, so I was good on that. Like, yeah. So no, nothing came from that. And you but said that, you, you. That were, was because I was that, I was, I was fucked. That's when I was like, have taken a lot of Vicodin. And that's shit. what I was about and to like, ask you, yeah. Those were probably like blues, actually. I was probably taking rock, a shit ton of Roxy's back yeah. then. Yeah. And I was just mad aggressive. Like, I just fucking had a short temper. And um, what I, when, when when did you get into taking pills and stuff? Was that something? Was that why you got arrested at sixteen? No, no, no. I didn't like pills at first. Um, I, I, I used to itchy. sell a lot of they pills. Make you itchy. Yeah. Well, no. I just I was one. I was scared of them because I okay. like because you know it would take like half hour for you to feel it. So I'm like, how can you know if you took too much? Okay, that you makes know what sense. I mean, you yeah. can feel like you're getting too drunk. You feel like you're smoking too much. You know what I mean? All that shit you know when it's like I. But with pills, it's like, it's too late. It takes a while, too. It's too late. Once you know, it's too late. So I was always scared of it. And then um, I got into a fight when I was 18. I ended up getting my my neck cut with a razor in my hand. So from the surgery, they gave me painkillers. Like, the doctor gave it to me. And then plus the morphine they gave me at the hospital. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Plus, I was like, yo, this is dope. I'm like, "I've I've had this shit in my possession the whole time. And then after that, you know, I was just fucking selling them and, and, uh, because I've always sold them. You know, I've okay. always sold coke, weed, and pills. So it was like, with pills, I just always had it around. I always had connects for it. Uh, I knew crackheads that would just sell their scripts um, for dumb cheap. This is before, like, pills were... You know, I, I remember getting, like, Roxy's... Like, I remember I used to sell them for, like, $10 a pop. Damn. I was getting them for, like, 2 $3 a pop. Really? Yeah. You can't yeah. do that anymore. That back... It would be, like, $7. I'd pay... Because what I would... What, what the thing was, was 50 50 cent a milligram, I think it is. So if you had a 15 milligram, you were paying $7. Okay. So like an 80, a 80 milligram oxy was worth $40 in the streets. Like that was like retail price. Okay. So like I would, I was, I was getting it cheaper than that. And then just buying it and like, you know, somebody had a script. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'll give you $100, $120 for that. You know, and I can fucking flip that and, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Out, you know, almost 1000 Because that was the big thing in Florida. They had the pill mills because there mm-hmm. were so many like retired people that lived in Florida. The doctors yeah. would just write painkiller scripts like crazy. Uh, and that's how it got like they really cracked down in Florida. I know because I, I know it's state to state. But in Florida, if you have a painkiller, um, like a level one uh, narcotic, that's not if it's out of the bottle. It could be yeah. your prescription. Yeah, if course. it's out of the bottle, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I've been b- being sentenced and people in front of me, they're like, it was my prescription. Like I brought all the paperwork. They're like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It was out of the bottle. Oh, yep. Five years per pill. 
if it's out of the bottle. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. they really crack down on all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So they get, they get crazy. They're crazy. It's not like the good old days where you could get yeah. it for 50 cents a milligram. <laughs> Dude, like, there was some times where it was like, I would get, uh, if I caught somebody desperate, I would get, like, a shit ton of pills. Or, like, they came off and they just they were just fiending for drugs. Hey, nope. Nope. Maya, stop. I would get like I would get like a shit ton of pills, like you know two three hundred pills for maybe like a hundred dollars worth of yeah. coke. Or Are you like serious? One hundred twenty dollars worth of coke, which cost me you know twenty thirty dollars, maybe even less than that. Because back then I was getting like seventeen a gram. Okay. For like raw shit, and then I also get some like recompressed shit for like fifteen fourteen a gram. Damn. Yeah. So and you just had, it always like had it around. Yeah. And was that? If you don't mind my asking, was that like a product of your environment, like the neighborhood you came up in, or was that just something you got into personally, or was um, it just always around when you were growing up? Well, like, because I grew up in Yonkers, so, like, there was always, like, drug dealers around. I was always fascinated by that shit. Like, okay. my mom, like, would not let me go to certain parts of the building where we lived in in Yonkers, because, like, you know, she knew that was where, like, like she whooped my ass one time, because I, like, twice, because I would just always want to go over there. Yeah. I just loved being around them, hearing the shit they were talking, and what was joking around, shooting the shit. Yeah. It's like, I, it was just a tra- an attractive So that lifestyle was yeah. attractive, yeah. So, like, but we moved to Long Island uh, when I was, like, 14, but by then, my mind was already, like, yo, that, I was always, I always gravitated to, okay. towards the bad kids in school. Like, I was always, I was just a class clown, so... You know, I was, you know, I, I want to say rebellious. I got, I, I think I got rebellious at 14 because, like, my mom was, like, very strict when I was younger. And then by the time I got, like, 13, 14, I'm like, nah, fuck this shit. I, I would just leave. You know, she's like, ah, oh, you can't leave the house. And I just fucking leave. Yeah, because you and, realize what yeah. you're going to do. And then she'll kick me out of the house. Like, she'll throw my clothes in the bag, leave it outside. And then I'll just be leaving, like, you know, sleeping from friend to friend's house. And then after, like, two, three weeks, like, oh, come back to the house. Okay. Like, after I'm gone for a while, I was like, come back. Da, da, da. And it was like. Because like, as you put it so elegantly before, what you wanna, what do you want to do? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And because uh, she realized like, I mean, I'm just going to be gone anyways. And she was like, you know, a mother being scared that I'm always out. Yeah. She's thinking, like, I was this kid alive. And this is before cell phones. Oh, you know, yeah. This is, this so is that's- like. You know, early 2000s, you know, 2001, 2, and 3. And by 2003 or 4, like, that's when I started getting into, like, selling hard drugs and shit. Like, okay. coke. And, um, like, I had got in with, like, old... Like I said, I always saw, like, the worst kids. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make that person a, my friend. Like, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? That's how I love... You know what I mean? You hang out with certain people. And it's like, like, I don't want to talk about fucking video games. I don't want to yeah. talk about fucking... Real com- life, com- yeah. But, yeah, I want, I want to joke about stupid shit and, you know... Did you, um, when you were inside, did you also gravitate while you were inside to like the rougher, rougher people inside? Dude, I don't know what it was, but I would always like, like, like two or three times I would just end up clicking with like one of the big dudes in there. Yeah. And it won't even be like, it won't even be something at first. I would like, sometimes you can't even tell who's running the dorm when you get there. Right. Like yeah. you'll see somebody and be like, oh, this motherfucker's loud. You think it's him. And then next thing you know, after you're there for a while and you start seeing how people everyone's move, going to somebody else. It's and just like, like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. It's, it's his word. Like it's what he says. And, um, like I would always notice that like you're just clicking with them and just talking with them and shit. Because a lot of people in jail, like, they get on some, they like, they have, like, ignorant minds, you know? Like, they just want to talk about gang shit, you know what I mean? They want to just talk about drugs. Like, they don't talk about anything, you know, deeper than that, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. just the same, they just street shit, 
You know, those are the guys that go home from go home and just constantly talk about like jail stories. Yeah. You know, and I do that now because I got tired of it for years. Like I do it now because it's like, yo, it's. I know people are interested in it. Well, especially in this environment, because yeah, now you're yeah. dealing with people who have no idea yeah. about it. This is not me just talking to a random person yeah, exactly. in a fucking party. People, you know, I'm, this is actually being recorded. And, you know, I mean, I, I also want to turn this into funny stories. And I'm yeah. like, all right, now I have a purpose. But before, I'm like, why am I talking about my past? Like, now that I'm in comedy, I'm like, yo, I got to talk about my past. It's the same, you know yeah, I, mean? I do I gotta, the same exact like, thing. Now I want to talk about it. Between drinking and drugs and going to jail and stuff, before it was like, Oh, I should hide from this. Like, yeah. I, I don't want anybody to know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I I regret it. Yeah. And now that I'm doing comedy and stuff, I'm like, oh, not only can I make this funny, but also it could help somebody. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who just got out who thinks like, oh, my life's over. Fuck this. Yeah. And then we're joking about it. It's like, oh, maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. So it's it's really admirable to talk about it now. Like you said, because we're recording it. You're not just hanging out with your boys and everyone's just sharing their different jail stories because yeah. then you could get sick of it real quick. I know yeah. that's. In my in my experience, that's what happened with me was, you know, you go to an AA meeting and everyone's like trying to one up each other about jail yeah. stories. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing, man? Like, we've all been there. Like, it's I've cool. Like, we that. don't have to yeah. bring it up. Yeah. But then when you talk about it with people who have never been in that environment, it, it mm-hmm. opens up a door. It opens up a window for yeah. them to see. Yeah. Dude, when, like when I'm with other, like when I'm with, um, sometimes even when I'm with Derek and Leo and we're talking about like street shit. I get like depressed. I'm like, yo, this is what, what are we getting out of this right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's save this for the pod. Let's do this on the podcast, you know? Um, same thing with like, with like when I talk with my friend, um, like that, that he's not a comedian. Like we used to sell drugs together back in the day. And we talk about, you know, the, the glory days or whatever. Yeah. And like he, he's, you know, he's one, he, this kid was one of those guys. There's people that are stuck in that. They get away from that lifestyle. And that was like their peak. You know what I mean? Like now they got Just a regular like the job. job. In high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, or the hot girl that yeah. you know got washed up and got kids, or the guy who was you know could have been a football star, the Al Bundy's, yeah, you know, yeah. working at a shoe <laughs> store. You know what I mean? Remember the days Dating? when we used to sling? Yeah. You know, everyone respected me. Everyone, yeah. Like, yeah man, they we get don't stuck live that life that. anymore. Yeah, and it's just like, yo, do, how many years do you want to be stuck in that mindset instead of just like, yo, I, you know what? I don't, I want to. Because, like, people be like, yo, man, I should have done this in my 20s, man. I wish I would have known this when I was 20. I'm like, all right, but now now you know this. Now you could do something about it. So you're not in your 40s looking back like, damn, I should have done it in my 30s. Yeah. That's well, how I look at comedy. I don't want to be in my 40s yep. like, damn, why didn't I keep doing it? Why didn't I grind? Especially not only, like, I, I know I'm gonna, a lot of people that I've been around are going to make it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like just my friends, just people that I've done mics with. Yeah. People that I've been around. And if I get away from comedy and I start seeing that shit, I'm like. You're going to be like, what like, the fuck? What? Like, I should have stayed. Yeah. Why did I stop? Well, and that's the other thing, too, is I've, I've talked to people about this where I've been like, I'm so mad because I started comedy at like 22 in 2009 or 21. And I'm so mad that like, you know, between drugs and drinking and getting arrested, like I stopped doing it for yeah. months, if not years at a time. I'm like, man, if I would have just stuck with it, where would I be? And then I have to be reminded by like family members or Savannah or something. They'd be like, yeah, but almost all of your material comes from when you were getting in trouble. So you'd be a shitty hat comic if you just stuck with it. Like because you would have no life experience. So it's good. What you're saying is to not not focus so much on God. I should have done this. I should have done that. But just move forward. Right, right, right. 
I, <laughs> I mean, shit. A, a lot of a lot of my materials is all shit. Now that I think of it, is stuff that came from, like, I I, I barely write anything. Like, I don't think any of my jokes came from, you know, before I Fic- started getting in trouble. Okay. I was going to say know? fiction. Like, like, yeah, like a lot of, like, if I started in my 20s, even though I had been through a lot, I had been through jail, you know, I had been jailed, like, twice by then. Like, I did four months during my senior year, came home, still graduated. Damn. Yeah, because fucking the school I go to is a shit. It's a good school, but, like, it's about numbers for them. They just yeah. want to, you know. Push, push yeah, them through. Push them through so the numbers look good. Uh, and... I don't know. I just, I definitely, like, I mean, I think two or three of my best jokes, like the, the joke about my daughter never would have came if I didn't go to jail that, that last time. And yeah. Me and my, her mother never split. Um, then I never would have had this fucking joke I got about acid because I never would have met the girl who inspired that joke. Yeah. And this other one about the, the, the snowball, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's another one. I never would have had that. Because, you know, that was the last thing I went to jail for. So if I would have stayed out of trouble, like, let's say I would have changed my life even at 20, a lot of this shit, like, yeah, I've I, I been through a lot by then because like, I got this at 18. I really had, you know, seen a lot of crazy shit, done a lot of crazy shit. But I think all the wild shit, like, my, like me hitting rock bottom is what led me here. Yeah. Because I feel like if I never would, I'd probably be in the same cycle of like, uh, you know, just getting high. Because a lot I see my friends are still there. Yeah. Because they never hit that. They never hit that low, low. They just kind of, you know, just been staying above water. Just, yeah. Just, just staying, enough. just staying. You know what I mean? Like me just hitting that fucking, that, that the lowest I can go just, I feel like that, that is what like. Pushed you. Pushed to me kinda, to kind of, yeah. all that. Like the part where I was like, God, I was fucking suicidal at some, at one point. Uh, it, it was just bad. Yeah, it was just like I was in a fucking dark. I like the thing I love about like comedy, and I'm always grateful for it. Is I remember when I was like a drug addict, I thought I could never get out of it because I had relapsed so many yep. times that I was just like, oh, this is gonna be my life. I'm go- like, I used to look at people when I first went to jail, and I'm like, I'm not gonna be like that guy. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna be that guy who's you know he's like. He, he's like in his late 30s talking about, yeah, you got to do this. Or you're going to keep coming back. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. You know what the fuck you're talking about. You've yeah. just been a fuck up your whole life. And then, you know, 10 years later, I'm looking at, you know, a guy who's in his 20s getting locked up for the first time. And I'm like, oh, shit, I did become that guy. Yep. And then I, you know, I saw the guys who were, you know, doing state bids and, you know, locked up because, you know, like if I get caught on some serious shit now, I'm doing state time. Yeah. With my record, there's yeah, I was no, gonna say there's no, there's no way around it because they're gonna look at my shit like, oh, you haven't learned. Yeah, you I'm in the same learned. boat. If I go back to Florida and get yeah. anything, I'm going yeah. away for a long time. Especially like my last two charges were violent felonies, so you know what I mean. Like the time is different on that. I'm yeah, doing yeah. ten month years instead of eight month years, and um, so I'm just like you know I'm very extra. Sometimes like you know certain situations, I got into a fist fight, you know, two three weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah, me and Derek. Not me and him. We didn't fight each other. Oh, I was going to say, guy, sure. He got into it with some guy, and I ended up jumping in. Well, see, and that's the, that's the interesting thing, too, because I've hung out with you two, um, Derek, more so than you at this point, but I'm sure you know now that I live up here, we're going to run into each other a lot more. But the times that I have seen you guys, like at the stand and stuff, it's obviously a different environment. It's yeah. you know Everyone's hanging out. We're having a good time. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my head, because I know I have that switch, so I know you guys have that switch where it's like, oh, if things 
pop off. Like if things are going, they're going. Yeah. And it's I'm you're always not thinking like, well, yeah, you know, we're in a restaurant. Yeah. If I see Derek getting jumped in in the stand, not my thing is gonna be like, hey guys, can we take this outside? Yeah. My it's first gonna be reaction like, is like, yo, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna break a chair, but I'll pay for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, Joe, you know how much? Oh, you guys for the two chairs I broke. Oh, those guys. Had, uh, <laughs> Be like, yeah, be like, yeah, we're missing some butter knives. I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I don't know a, what you're talking about. I, what? A, I took them home to bleach the blood off of them. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the snowball. Yeah. Um, and that is a story you had written down. Yeah, uh, you sent me. One. Yeah. So that was the last time you got arrested. Yep. What happened? Uh, I was home on a grace period um, for this gun charge that I had. So okay. I got I got released so I can get sentenced. Like, you know, spend time with my family, get sentenced. And... Um, yeah, because a lot of times what happens is you'll get arrested, and then if you don't post bail, yeah, you, you have to there. sit yeah. in there until you get um, until the verdict comes back. Yeah. And then once the verdict comes back, sometimes they will give, give you, you a little yeah between between yeah the verdict and uh, the sentencing. Not the verdict, but the the copping out. Yeah, because I, I didn't take it to trial. Just like, like okay, out. so the adjudication and yeah. the sentencing because yes. those are normally a couple weeks, if not a month apart. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, they gave me like five weeks, and then literally the weekend before I was supposed to go in, um, we went out for my brother's birthday. And I remember telling everybody, like, let's not do it. Let's just stay home. I remember talking to my cousin. and. Uh, Are you still doing uh, pills and stuff at this point? Uh, no, I'm clean. I'm okay. Clean. I'm clean at that point. Um, but I did drink that night. A couple Long Island iced teas. There you go. Get and some. Then, yeah. And then next thing I know... My brother got into it with one of the bouncers and me and him arguing. Oh, but before, this is what fucks my fucks with my head. Uh, I was talking to my cousin from Alabama. Yeah. You know, years before I moved down there. And I told him, yeah, we're going out. And he's like, yo, be careful. I had a bad dream about you. And, and I was like, um, and I was like, well, I was like, he's like, I had a bad dream about you and your brother. And I was like, what? And I was like, you know, it's crazy. I had a dream. Like, I just had a dream about you, but I don't, I didn't remember one of the parts, right? But I remember him saying something about the Bible because he's mad religious. So he's yeah. like, yo, all I remember you saying was like the book of Mark. He said, yo, read the book of Mark. But I was like, damn, I can't remember what was the other part. And it was in my head was like, I, it was just like escaped me. Like, the, like, what was the main part of the dream? Why he said that, right? And then I go out that night. Uh, my brother gets into it with the bouncer. And I kind of get in the middle of it. And it's your it. brother's birthday, right? Yeah, but this is my little brother who's getting into okay. it. My, it's my older brother's birthday. My little brother's acting up. He was drunk. So I get in the middle of it. I kind of diffuse it. But the next thing I know, the fucking bouncer kind of goes to, like, mush my face. Oh. Like, I went back. I went to go walk back in. He went to mush my face. So then I was pissed, but somebody had pulled me back. But by then, I just saw, like, you know, snot. I just went to throw it to kind of, like, you know, egg him on. And I just threw it at him. And then I grabbed my brother. And we snowball. Left. You yes, snowball. Just a snowball. I just went like this, threw it at him, and then grabbed my brother and we ran out. And <laughs> fucking three bounces, like, fucking ran out. And, you know, we left. And then next thing you know, we're running. But I think by then the cops were already called. And uh, I get down the corner and I see my brother, sh like, run left into this parking lot, like this parking space, whatever. And I busted a right. And I made a right. And I got, when I'm running, next thing I know, it was a dead end. Oh shit! And I look back, and the cop fucking pulls in, and I was like, "Fuck, there was nothing I could do." And then uh, they, you know, they took me back. The guys like, "Yeah, that was fucking him. He's the one that threw it." And then uh, they put me in the car, and I'm like, "Yo, why am I getting arrested? Like, what did they give me?" He's like, "Yo, I don't know. Like, you know, we're just gonna take you in." He's saying he threw a bottle at him. I'm like, a bottle? 
Okay, I didn't throw a, a bottle at him. Snowball, like a man. snowball. I didn't throw a bottle at him. Said, well, he's bleeding from his ear and all this shit. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I get, I get to the precinct, and next thing I know, they're like, yeah, it's a felony assault. I'm like, felony assault for a snowball? He's like, nah, it was a block of ice. It was rocks in it. it was a, they're saying it's... I'm like... Like, that doesn't oh make my no God. fucking so you, sense. Because you just randomly grabbed a handful of snow and threw it at him. Yeah. Now they're saying there was, it was a little. It was, it was a little solid, right? Yeah. But it was all snow, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But the thing was, right, I... So they said it was a bottle, and then on a, his statement, he said it was a... It was a a a a a, a rock of ice, a a, a, a ball of ice with rocks in it. Okay. That's what he said, and uh and the state and the cop statement said a block of ice. So like so it's three different mind, things. And then when they first arrested me, they said it was a bottle, but it's not. It's no on record that saying I hit him with a bottle. They just said it was a bottle to get me to the fucking precinct or whatever. Oh shit! And then they were just like, oh, it was a block of ice, whatever. They took him. To the hospital, and they're like, "Oh, he needs stitches." And what? Like, uh, since he needed stitches, they're like, "It's a felony." But uh, what I found out later on, it wasn't the snowball that hit him. The snowball hit a mirror. The mirror broke, broke, and the glass cut his ear. But they didn't show that part of the surveillance. They didn't show the inside. They only showed me throwing it. So if they would have showed the video of of that. They would have they would have had no charge. Yeah. I would have took that shit to trial, but they only showed us that video. And I told them like, why don't they show the other? Why don't they show the other part? It's because they know that part. They, you know what I mean? Yeah, because they're about numbers. They just want to convict you. They just want to convict. And me. you, you had a public defender? No, I actually had a pay lawyer, but he was a dirtbag. My mom was, paid for him, and my mom, you know what I mean? My why mom didn't he get the tape? I, I don't know, because he was a fucking dirtbag. Yeah, he was a fucking guess, dirtbag. Yeah. I'm fighting this from jail, so I can't go. Hey, fuck yourself. I'm gonna go pick my own lawyer. Yeah, you know what I mean? I had to just do what I had to do. And I already had fired one of my lawyers. Damn. And then my mom got me that guy, and then that guy was on some bullshit. So I was like, oh, Dad, I can't go back to that. So what happened? Did they run it concurrent with the charge that you nope. were already? Nope. That, he didn't want to do it because I would have been home fucking eight months earlier. So they ran it consecutive. Damn. The judge from the first charge. Oh, this is my favorite part. The judge from the first charge, right? Uh, he took both the ch- both the cases. Yeah. Right, so one, I was still going to district court, but he's like, "Yo, they're gonna wrap it all into one." He's like, "You do two years uh, consecutive," and I'm like, I kept saying, "No, no, no," and then I, I literally, I, I think when I had like five months, where I was like, "Yo, if I take the bullet, I have five months left." I go to court, and I thought he was gonna give me the one year in uh, upstate, and then one year parole. That's what I wanted. Yeah, I would have been home August 2015, and. Uh, He's like, nope, he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to budge. He said two years concurrent. He's like, if you don't want to take it, uh, he could take the charges back, and he'll give you a three and a half. Or I forgot what he said. If you don't want to take it, he'll give you a one and a half to three. Damn. So I was just like, fuck. Or he said, uh, uh, or um, he'll give you a two to four upstate. Uh, no, two and two. So I end up going upstate doing 20 months and coming home to two, two years on paper. Yeah. Be on parole and shit. So I was like, that's fucking dumb. So I'm like, that's bullshit. So by then, I just kind of threw in the flag and I was like, I'll take it. I go in to do the cop out. I sign all the papers. They give me the fucking order of protection. I sign that shit. And then he calls my lawyer, the DA, and the secretary up to the fucking bench. And he goes like, and he's telling them something. And then they come over to me. My lawyer's right there. The DA's right here. And the secretary's like, hey, he wants you to know he just realized that he knows the victim. But it didn't affect your case. He's like reading the papers. He's like looking at the order of protection. He's like, oh, I just, I know this guy. And in my head, I just, I froze. Now that I look back, 
I was like, yeah, I should have just bugged out. I should have threw a scene and yeah. be like, yo, on the record, that's bullshit. If you knew the guy, you should have... You have to recuse yourself yeah, you on the case. you have to recuse yourself. This doesn't count. Drop this. This is bullshit. You're mistrial. fired. I'm fired. Mistrial. Mist I should have fucking bugged out. Yeah. But in my head, it just you know, I was just still kind of stunned. You're in shock. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, yo, I, I just got played. I, yeah. just, I just copped out to a violent felony for a bullshit snowball fucking charge. If they would have showed that 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 gun, if I would have took it to trial, they would have known, like, all right, yeah, the fucking, it, it hit the mirror, the mirror cut him, not the snowball. Yeah. So this is not the charge. You guys mischarged me, fucking mistrial. Yeah. And for everyone listening, the difference between consecutive and concurrent is that if you get something and then they run a concurrent, they basically lump everything into the one sentence. Yeah. So... You get three three months for this thing, eight months for that thing, a year for that. You serve the year, and then everything kind of bundles into that year. When you run consecutive, the they stack everything on yeah. top of, or yeah. not on top of it. Like yeah. you don't start one till you finish the next. one. Exactly. So, so I had to finish one year before I started my next year. God, man, instead that's, of yeah for two different charges. So he made sure it was consecutive. So, and then yeah. the upstate thing is um, a lot of times it'll they'll say three. But what it is is 50% in and then 50% on papers. So on papers is parole, probation, anything yeah. like that. The flat bids. That's yeah. how they started doing the flat bids, which was saying that people are saying that it's worse because you, you like even if you max out, you're still coming home to parole. Yeah. Like some people, they're like, oh, I'd rather take a one and a half to three than take uh, a two and two. Because you're really you 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 gave them four years instead of three years. Yeah. And then there's people that would like literally max out, like they won't go home. Like they're like, yeah, I'm just gonna do all my time because like I'm, I know I'm gonna come back. Well, because once uh, oh well, no no they'll go home and when they violate parole, they're like, yeah, I'd rather just max out. Yeah, because that's the thing that I I realized because a lot of my stuff I only have one violent, um, and it was still just a misdemeanor because it mm -hmm. was just a um an assault. It was just a fight. But I know, like, a lot of times they'd be like, oh, well, you can either do a year of probation or you could do three months in jail. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm give me the three. Mm -hmm. Like, are you out of your mind? Like, it's so easy to violate, and then yeah. you get stuck doing more. More time, yep. It's like, just give me the three months in jail, and then when you come out, there's no fines, there's no nut, like, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And so I understand the mindset to be like, no, I just give me the year versus... Mm -hmm. I know people who, like, five, eight, ten years of probation, yeah. and it's like... All the money that you spend because you have to pay every time you go and stuff. It's yeah. like you did you did five years of probation versus like yeah. a year and a half in jail. Like what? It, but I mean, for some people, they don't want to go inside at all. They're scared. So, I mean, I get it, but that sucks, dude. Yeah. Fucking a mirror. Yeah. Fucking mirror, bro. Uh -huh. So Like, yeah, that's that. that's how I, I came up with a bit that I just like a few months ago because people always like, yo, why don't you talk about this shit? Yeah. Like, why don't you? Excuse me. Like, why don't you, you know, talk about this on stage? And then, like, you know, a few months ago, I was like, you know what? Let me try it out. Well, that's what happened. That's my big closer now. I have a story about cutting my own face open in a fight. And I used to be so embarrassed about it. Yeah. And, like, I never want to talk about it. But I would tell my friends about it. And then I told some of the comics in Florida about it. And they're like, dude, that's why don't you ever. And now that's my closer is I yeah. tell that story. Because it's like, oh, yeah, if you can make this funny, mm -hmm. then it's then it's perfect. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the jail stories yeah. and all that kind of shit. I wanted to um I wanted to get into this other story, but we are we are at that hour mark. Um do you want to talk about the brawl in the backyard? Yeah, I I'll try to give the quick version of okay. it. Um uh, we was at a house party 
and my cousin was dancing with this girl. My cousin that I from who's in Alabama, was, he was dancing. This is you know years before he moved down there. Okay. And he was dancing with this girl. So this is in the Northeast. Yeah, this is in Long Island. And oh, I was trying to keep it as vague. Yeah, 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 Long Island. So we go to Long Island. And, uh, we're we're uh, we're at this party at this girl's house, and she's dating this guy, and he's there with all his friends. Right? Yeah. And now we're friends with her, like you know, our cousin's friends with them, whatever. And um, my cousin was dancing with one of these girls. And her boyfriend was there. Okay. So he got jealous, whatever. And um, I remember I had left. And when I like to talk to my boys outside. Um, and then when I walked back in. This like, is in the wintertime, right? This is, this yeah, is this important. is wintertime. This is important this for is the back. story. Yeah, this is important. You know, the, the, there's a pool in the back. There's a tarp. And we go outside. <laughs> like, I, I, I go back then. Everybody's, like, huddled by the slide door that goes to the backyard. And I walk back there, and I notice that the guy's there with two of his friends and just my cousin. And I turn to my other cousin. I'm like, yo, why the fuck is he out there by himself? Like, yo. So I go to try to open the door, and the girl's boyfriend is just, uh, that lives there. She, she's holding the door. He's holding the door closed. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo. I'm like banging on the door, and then I just end up yanking the door open. Okay. You know what I mean? Because obviously he can't lock it from the outside. So I yeah. just yank it open. And then next thing I know, I know he seemed I was the one. He goes in and grabs his girl by the face. Oh shit. Yeah. And then I just kind of push by him and go outside and he's trying to hold me. And I was like, yo, why y'all got my cousin out here? Like, like I was just tight. You know, there's three of them out there and they're talking. And yeah. I see my cousin like, like, yo, there's nothing serious. I was just dancing. I didn't like that. So as soon as I walk outside, the guy who's pulling on me, we just start at that. Oh, he's like yanking on me. And I'm like just pushing him back. Like, yo, get up off me. And then all of a sudden I see one of my younger cousins just fall back and get pulled into the pool. Oh, shit. By some kid. Like, they both, like, I guess he went to grab him and they both fell into the pool. So at that point, I just start swinging on the guy now. Yeah. Because I know it's it's a brawl. But everybody's still, like, you know, everybody rushes out. The girls pull him away. And uh, he got distracted by something else. And I remember running over. They had, like, this little uh, tiki bar set up outside from earlier. And I just ran over. I look, and I see a corkscrew. <laughs> Like the little ones that you pull. Yeah, for the and wine I just bottles. Remember, yeah. I grab it, I pulled it, I pushed the cork, like the, the so the screws out, and I hold it from the bottom, and I just ran at the dude, and I just started hitting him in the face with it. Oh my god! And then like, um, and then I see like you know like just people fighting all around the pool because yeah. there's probably like five of my cousins, like me and like four of my cousins there, um, and they're all fighting, and I think it's just like three of them, and then also the girl's cousin was there too but like at that point you can't it's really hard to tell who's who you can't yeah yeah it's just like you know i You're just swinging knew, yeah yeah so i at one point i almost started swinging at that kid until i saw that he was hitting one of the dudes that we were fighting yeah and that's when it like no one wears uniforms in a street yeah, no street fall, yeah so like everybody's going in i saw one of my big cousins he fucking knocked some dude down and then uh next thing i know i'm running and it's like this like the, the biggest dude fucking uh me and him fall into the pool together. Okay. And I and think is it that's the only I can't remember. It probably was. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't get too wet. Like my my younger cousin, the one he got pulled in in, like they fell, like he was almost drowning. Like the yeah. two they, they almost drowned. They had to like yank him out. But like me and the dude, I think me and two of the guys are we both all three of us fell in. And then I started hitting one of the guys in the face, but it was already broken by then. The cork, so the cork was broken, so I'm just hitting him with like this freaking ripped off nub that it's on the side, whatever. And I noticed like after the fight, he was one of the dudes that he had like blood like like leaking down his face. 
But, like, he had hit me, like, twice, and I just, like, blindly just, like, swung it at him. And, like, the guy just kind of let go. Like, he stopped swinging at me. Yeah. And I remember jumping out of the pool. And then by then, like, they had already all stopped. Like, they didn't just, they didn't want anymore because they saw, like, yo, we was just going to keep going. And then both of them, I found out the big dude, I fractured uh, part of his skull. His orbital bone? Yeah, like, right here. And then the other guy just kind of, like, he just kind of had scars. Did they call the cops? Nah, no, they didn't call the, call the cops. They didn't call the cops. But How do you leave a situation like that? Like, uh, after the fight, you're out of the pool. Does everyone just be like, all right, we're out of here? Or do you, like, run away? Or like, how I don't do you- even remember. Because I think it's just, like, they didn't want anymore. Because they were kind of outnumbered at that point. Yeah. You know? So and- you guys just kind of, like, turned around and walked out? Yeah, I don't remember how we left. I, I don't know if they that, left or we left. That's always so fascinating to me. Like, those little things, like... Everyone always talks about how it starts and the actual fight, but it's like, yeah, but when it's done, like, oh, how do you? I almost I grabbed the kitchen knife at one point. Too. Did you? Yeah, they didn't let me go back outside. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't let outside. you go yeah. back outside either. <laughs> Everybody grabbed me like, yo, yo, because by then it was like the bro like had already like it was almost at like towards the end. It was over. Yeah, I like ran in real quick. The core screw was broken. I was like, I need a new weapon, and then I ran back out. Uh, but you know they didn't. They, you know they took the knife from me. And yeah. I just said fuck it. I ran back out. But like you know what I mean. It was everybody. Was, everybody was just soaking wet. They would. You know what I mean. It, it was. It was a fucking. It was a fun bro. It was a fun. There you bro. go. Well, that's they didn't great want. Way. They didn't want more. That's a great way to end it, man. Plug yeah. everything one more time. Plug the podcast. Plug uh, your social media. Everything you want people to follow you on. All right. So we got a couple. We got Gio Perez eighty six G E O. People always look G I O G E O Perez. Um, on the gate podcast. Then we have twenty three and one. These are all on Instagram. Uh, the number twenty three, the word and, the, the number one, and then comedy. That's on Instagram. Uh, look for our podcast on YouTube on the gate, um, or you can follow uh, follow me on Instagram, and I have the link tree in my bio, and then everything everything you need to know is there. February fifteenth, we're at the stand, main room, ten o'clock, and February eighteenth, we're in upstairs. January eighteenth. January eighteenth. Thank you for that. January eighteenth, yeah, we are in the upstairs. Upstairs, room eight at o'clock. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Eight thirty. We'll say eight thirty. <laughs> we got a we got an amazing lineup for that one. That one we have Hans Kim from Kill Tony. We have uh, Little Sasquatch from Barstool. Com- uh, Barstool. I was gonna say Barstool Comedy. There's no Barstool Comedy. No, right? I don't think so. There should be. Hey, Dave Portnoy, holla at me. Um, what else? We have uh, we have my girl Onika McLean. We also have. Fuck, I'm gonna fuck this up. It doesn't matter. There, we have an amazing lineup, and you come guys to the come show. Out, come to the show. Ticket link is in my uh, Instagram. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy, BrennanTComedy.com for all the dates, the merch. Check it out, and we'll talk to y'all next week. 